Welcome everyone to our review special of Freaky. This is what we were going to do last week, but it didn't happen because Disney was like, here's all of everything. So we decided to make this its own review special. I'm Sparks Witty. With me as always is Ryan Eliopoulos. Uh, Brandon. Yeah, I don't have kitties with me. What the hell? Brandon T. McClure. Hey, what's up, guys? And Ben Magnet. (laughs) Ben Magnet. I don't have. I don't even have the energy to to do a bad impression of Ben. I love Oreos. <laughs> I wish I did. I wish I did. I could come up with like five. Somebody, somebody, tell me something that I would be gullible about, and I'll do it. Oh, gullible written oh, on the ceiling. The Dodgers. Scott Damn it! Won the series. <laughs> oh, but they did. They, they, they did. They did. Uh, she uh, that that's my bit about this movie because we're talking about a movie about body swapping. So we've all switched bodies. And I love Jamie oh, Curtis. I'm so tired. I didn't even get the joke. Really? <laughs> oh, <wow. laughs> really? Um, that's okay because I forgot all of your names halfway through the bit. So it's okay. They're not. They're not right here and right there and right there. <laughs> no, they're not. Totally. No. Hi guys. Be happy talking about yep. freaky. Hi guys. It's freaky. It is. Vince Vaughn, Catherine Newton, other actors. <laughs> other actors for sure. Catherine Newton yeah. now in Avengers Endgame, as we found out on yep. Thursday. Man, time travel, time travel's crazy, isn't it? Wait. Ant-Man and the Wasp, whatever. Yeah, she's she's gonna be in the new Ant-Man and the Wasp. Yes. So what do we think about Freaky? Let's just get right into it. Initial thoughts. What I call you? It's, <laughs> Ryan Eliopoulos. Go, Ryan. What'd you think of Freaky? uh thanks brandon uh freaky was good i liked it yeah, actually hold up if i'm just gonna be ryan it's like i really liked it it was it was fun it's actually that, no no slight that's actually not a bad impression of ryan i appreciate it thank you all right ryan real ryan this time um i liked it i thought it was really fun um i don't think it breaks the boundaries of anything i've, I've you know uh uh, it's not, I wouldn't call it super original, but it's really fun. And I like all the actors and I think the script's pretty tight. Uh, overall, pretty fun. Good movie. Sparks. I think that unlike, um, and there's going to be comparisons to happy death day. Cause it's the same director. Um, I think unlike the time loop, uh, genre, which seems to be undefeatable somehow, mm-hmm. um, the body swap one has had a lot of duds. Uh, and ones that are just like, they're okay. And I would put this above most of them that I've seen. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this does it better uh, and is more engaging and entertaining. This is a much better version of the hot chick with Rob Schneider. Excuse oh. me. That's, that's a I, know a lot of, I, know, I know a lot of people make comparisons to Freaky Friday, but to me, like it was a lot more similar to hot chick just in the concept of like, older adult man switches bodies with teenage girl, teenage girl living in adult man body. And all of it worked much better for me. Um, also, Rob Schneider sucks. Sorry. I, sorry. I'm the one to tell everyone. I mean, sorry. I mean, for sure, for sure. Like that movie has its own problems, but like, just for example, like the hot chick has, uh, has both uh, the interaction where the girl best friend is getting attracted to the girl who is living in Rob Schneider's body as he, she is in the body. Mm -hmm. And then it also has uh, her in Rob Schneider's body trying to be attractive to her boyfriend, which doesn't work. And this movie doesn't deal with that first one at all because that's just gross and bullshit, (laughs) but actually tenderly recreates uh, her talking to the guy that she has a crush on in Vince Vaughn's body and makes the whole thing work Mm -hmm. in a really good way. 
So I I think the movie knocks it out of the park as far as the genre. I can't think of many that uh, do it much better than this. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't even think about the hot chicken. I have seen the hot chicken. I, I remember when it was on Stars back in the day. I used to watch that movie constantly. So off and the top of my head, there's three Freaky Fridays, and then there's Switch. Uh, I think is what it's called. Ryan Reynolds uh, with Ryan Reynolds and Jason Bateman, which yes. was okay. god awful. Um, what a waste of talent. What a shame. Uh, so. This this is and then the hot chick and then there's this and I think this is probably the best. I, mean, I know there are uh, multiple Freaky Fridays, but the only one I remember or re- associate with watching is the one with uh, Jamie Lee Curtis and Lindsay Lohan. Sure, it's, and it's that a, one's it's a remake. Totally fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah. I I really enjoyed this one. I thought it was a really good time. I think Vince Vaughn. I'm not surprised. Vince Vaughn's great when he really like gives it his all. He's a he's really fun to watch and. Uh, I really like him when he does dramatic stuff also, uh, which he used to do a lot in the 90s. Um, So I was really happy to kind of see him do both, kind of be this menacing uh, figure, whereas also being this really comedic figure. Um, I like seeing that dichotomy of the two of of him. uh, And I thought that was just really fun. Uh, Yeah, yeah, all in all, I I, think it's a good movie. Yeah, I was going to say, I think that Vince Vaughn's mostly been doing like a lot of straight things where he's just like kind of playing a dude um not that he's doing a bad job of it he's just not doing anything necessarily special either uh i'm thinking of like seaberg which came out earlier he was in a he was in a prison movie like last year a year before that and he was he was recently in fighting with my family Mm -hmm. where he's just like the wrestling coach guy season Um, two of true detective he's got got a little bit yeah he's got a little bit of like his his vince vaughn kind of humor but that's like a very laid back it's not like he's really engaging a lot with the, this was much more uh entertaining i think than he's been he's he's not uh, doing his normal stick like like in wedding crashers or you've seen his normal comedies where he's like bumbling and like uh, i don't know you do know i don't know you don't know he's like he's playing a character um, yeah. i i think when he's the killer you don't see him very much i don't to be honest i don't find him very menacing as the killer i don't think he's doing a lot where I think Catherine Newton is like horrifying when she's inhabited by his body. Uh-huh. She's the she's the terror of this movie. It's strangely not actually the killer Vince Vaughn. I agree with that. Um, but Vince Vaughn being Catherine Newton is just a delight. It's just so fun. It's like when you think of Ant Man and the Wasp when he switches bodies with uh with uh, uh, uh Janet. Um, yeah. it's just really yeah. solid fun character stuff. And like Vince Vaughn is allowing himself to to be a little silly. Um, uh, it's a lot of fun. You you brought it. No, I would say I do enjoy Vince. Like in the very beginning of the movie, where we just like when Vince Vaughn kills his teenagers from the very beginning, it's like okay, yeah, he, I'm getting Jason vibes. He's just like the simple. I have a mission, and but it was it's not until the last scene with him and um, Millie when they're in their own respective bodies that I thought okay, he can be a little scary. I thought quickly. Can I can I speak on the opening sequence that you touched on, Ben, about the kills? I think all of those kills are really cool. Yeah, oh, the wine the, one is just god damn. In the opening, right in the opening, I was like, wow, these are really inventive kills that I haven't seen in this genre before. I'm mm. really into this. Like the yeah. wine bottle one that we just talked about, like that is so cool. And then just like the spin, like pulling around the spear and then like onto the I thought that was real cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh yeah. Bloomhouse is, is good. Like the, like all of their low budget horror movies have unique and fun kills. Like I never yeah. I don't think I can worry about Bloomhouse when it comes to like decent horse like you know well, you stuff. know it's like it's like happy death day i think the first happy death day and the second one also have really unique kills i mean a mm-hmm. lot of them don't come from the killer they come from her killing herself but yeah i think that's a lot of fun that when they are when they 
especially this director tries to like what haven't we seen in this genre and what you need in this genre are good kills and we've seen many so to kind of just be like let's let's try something we haven't seen before is really difficult and when they pull it off i think it's really inventive and fun yeah absolutely yeah i think uh uh just touching on what ryan was saying i think if the movie had a weak point um it's it's the killer identity uh and and i'll say like it's definitely weaker with vince vaughn it's still a little weak with Catherine newton like Catherine newton's performance works yeah but like this killer has no personality he's er, yeah and yeah. like it's it's like it's intimidating it's fun to watch but there's no person behind it yeah it's um, just like menace uh and i and i there there's like there's almost there's almost nuggets of it with Catherine newton uh, like I think my favorite scene with Catherine playing the killer is when she's tied to the chair uh, yes. and try, trying to get Booker on her side. Oh um, yeah, yeah. Because that's like the Whoa. most. Funny. Because Booker. I can accept that. That's I think that's the thing is like I can accept the killer not having much of a personality, but when the killer is being Catherine, I wish we got more of him just being crazy playful. Yeah. Uh, and I wish there was more of that in this, and there really isn't. Um, and I think the other thing is that it, it, I have no problem with it. It's entertaining to watch, but there's uh, there's like a weird serendipity that I have a hard time buying about the killer conveniently killing everyone that picked on her. Oh yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah. Now, granted, like all those people are also interacting with her still because they still think she's her. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I get that, but it's a little like killing the teacher felt like going really going out of your way and also going out of your, uh, your, I'm trying to think of the right word, but like the standard target that he goes after his teenagers. Yeah. It's, it's a little bit of a stretch for him to kill the yeah. teacher. Yeah, the, that, the teacher one does. Sorry, Ben, go ahead. No, actually that was, cause I have a few like little nitpicks with this movie. Okay, okay, more than a few. But that's one of them because the whole in the very beginning of the movie, when the first teenagers get killed, they're explaining the story of the Blissfield Butcher, which is this guy goes around killing teenagers who are essentially um like doing what teenagers do in horror movies, getting drunk, getting laid, and all the stuff you're you know, having fun. And it's like, okay, so this it's kind of like a Jason Voorhees situation where it's like you go to debauchery. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, debauchery. It's like, engage in debauchery, you die. And, I mean, yeah, don't get me wrong. I kind of liked it how the the shop teacher got killed because he was a, being a dick to me. At the same time, I was like, this sure. guy is supposed to kill teenagers who are committing debauchery, and this teacher is just an asshole. Maybe so, if, so like... If like the teacher like made a move on Millie or something like that would give like give the killer more incentive. Not that you need more. Like it's a slasher movie, right? But like I yeah. agree. Like the, the 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 teacher is like it's a good kill. Like that's a that's a hell of a. It, yeah, it, it's a, it's a like kill. it seems like a detour of the plot almost. Not yeah. yeah. Not, only, not only that, I think that it goes out of its way to make the teacher like almost almost over the line. And I do mean like over the line, like for either comedy or sincerely. Yeah. Uh, with how much he bullies her, like it almost feels too too forced, too shoved in to make us want to see him die, just to justify the killer's still kind of unmotivated murder of him later in the film, uh, that, for audience purposes. That's what I that's what I wanted to say. Um, 
little while back is that the really only, the only kill that bugs me is the teachers. Um, because as far as the, if you, if we look at the film from a narrative standpoint, this girl was almost murdered last night and she came to school and she's acting funny. As far as anybody knows, she's in shock. Yeah. What's they say? But the teacher doesn't give a shit. He is overwhelmingly an asshole to her. Um, there is no ounce of compassion or sympathy or humanity in this person. He is just there to be a bully, to be an obstacle, to get killed. That right. really bugs me in that in that death sequence because I don't care about his death, even as even it's cool. Because yeah. I'm just like, well, yeah. you you were set up to be dead in the beginning of the movie anyway. I don't care. Yeah. I feel right. like it, it, I feel like they're going way too hard to be um to be like the umbrage who finally does you get to see her come up essentially. Whereas in the Harry Potter films, I mean you don't really see Umbridge get, you know, what's coming what's what's well, that's far her. more realistic because she becomes she goes to politics. Yeah. <laughs> True. But I because I mean in Umbridge, the the actress who played Umbridge is also really a really, really good actor. And in this one, I'm just saying, wow, Cameron really became an asshole after the day off with Ferris, didn't he? <laughs> yeah, Ferris really messed his life up, man. I know, holy shit. But Sorry. I feel like they're just going too hard because, I mean, I know we all have that asshole teacher who we just despise, who was just, who felt like it was out to get us. This one, they just turned that up to 11 and it's like, okay, yeah, I know you're going to die. You're just being this dick. I, I oh. almost almost thought that when when the body swapped, like the teacher would would become nicer. And he would actually be like, oh, is there actually something wrong? And I thought there'd be like a character thing, but it just doubled down. And I'm like, oh, it's kind of just like generic slasher stuff. Yeah. And like, and you were kind of doing something a little different, even if it was just killing kids. You know? I, I, I think that what feels weird is like, it's one of those rare times in a horror film. Emma's going to town in a box behind us. Um, uh, it's one of those rare times in horror films where you can feel the movie forcing you into a reaction. And you also see that reaction coming a mile away. So you just kind of want to get there and be done. Yeah. Uh, instead of like feeling anything, like connecting with it in any real way, uh, having any complex emotions related to it. Yeah. Um, and that's just, it doesn't feel good. Uh, and, and I don't like being guided in that kind of way uh, towards a, a conclusion. And, and yeah. um there's the, I think there is an amount where you could have had the bullying teacher and gotten his comeuppance and all that. But like this, is the, the, um, the way that they handle it is just so across the line. And also is he the boyfriend's dad? Yes, he is. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Cause he says dad at that one point. And he's like, yeah, it is weird it. that that never comes up again. In, in oh, I missed that. that. Yeah. Oh, I thought he said dick. No, no. He says, he, no I thought he said dick too. Oh, she's yelling like like he's yelling at her, and then and then he's like dad or something or or something. And I thought he said dick at that point. I, I heard no, dick. He dad. I missed that because he's like right there, and I doubt he would he would say dick right to the teacher. Right. Well, that's what, but that's why the teacher reacts so strongly to the boyfriend. I thought because he says he says dick, and the teacher's like, "What was that?" He's like no, something he's bad. He's like, he's like stay out of it, basically. I think, and then. Yeah, again, yeah, I think there might have been like a deleted scene or something where like just more interaction between them because like. Yeah, I also thought like, oh, they're gonna have more stuff to do later, and then no. I'm also not 100 committed to die on the hill. We both heard dad. Yeah, you guys both heard dick. Who knows? I'd have I, to watch either way. It's not relevant to the story. Which I mean, right? But not, like, it was dad. That's a big thing. Yeah, that just kind yeah, of that's went. a big thing. <laughs> I mean, okay. I know this is a movie. I know this is a movie about two people swapping bodies. So we have to throw realism out the window. But if the cops came out and investigate these murders. Millie's going to jail. 
because her fingerprints were all over that death scene. Like wow, in the first yeah. one with the with the the popular girl who freezes in the um, what you call it. That's a cool death. Ben, I like that a lot. No, no, ben, cool death. But then the other ben, guy comes and the killer is pushing all the buttons. This okay. is just what. There's nothing to investigate. They have a serial killer. Oh yeah. Like true. they're not going to look for fingerprints or anything. They're just going to say the serial killer who we clearly saw yeah. did it. Yeah, <laughs> like we're just, all those deaths will just be on that guy. Yeah. Good. Good. I want to talk about the knife. Uh, sure. Um, so I really enjoy that the that he didn't have the knife at first. He found like the knife like called to him in that house. I did appreciate that. Yeah. But. I kind of wanted, it's not a detriment to the film, but I wanted more of it. I wanted to know, like, what, what, what is the sacrifice for? Because we know that if the sacrifice isn't finished, the two people swap, swap bodies. But then what's the sacrifice appeasing to? I wanted to know more about, like, where did the knife come from? What was the purpose of the knife? Where did, like, that sort of thing. It, not that this movie needs a sequel, but it very much feels like a happy that they to, to you situation where they'll explain so much more about the world yeah. later. Yeah, the, um, the organization from the end of Happy Death Day 2 will get the knife and we'll learn more then. Yeah. Um, yeah, because like when when he uses the knife, they get like teleported to like a Mayan temple. Like a Mayan temple, yeah. And I'm like, oh yeah, there's definitely some like shit with this knife. Um, I am also interested, uh, Brandon. Yeah, it, it is not like a detriment, like you said. Um, it just makes you want to know, like, oh, what's going on there? Yeah. I want to know what like what's of- what is the sacrifice for? Who are they trying to appease? Like, give me some more stuff. Let's go. Is there like a god that we need to like I would oh, yeah. I would definitely rather, at least for this movie, be left with those questions mm-hmm. than have those answers and probably be unsatisfied with them. Yeah. Because you won't they they wouldn't have been relevant to the movie and unless they decide to shove something in and I didn't need them to shove something yeah. else in. As it is, is huh? it like the end of? Is it like the end of Cabin in the Woods, where the giant hand is going to come up and like destroy <laughs> the world? And like, what are we doing? Oh, yep, let's let's Titan, go. Yeah. Titans one. Yeah, this is just. I I agree with you. Like that, it's interesting stuff. Like I I like to know it. I definitely didn't need to know it in this movie. Sure. I think it. I think it works better without trying to expand its lore too far. Um, sometimes it's better to leave a mystery to it. Especially, I, especially for horror purposes. Yeah, I uh, I thought the best friends were were charming. <clears throat> they were they were likable, likable teens. They felt they felt real. Yeah. They all, uh, Catherine Newton feels <laughs> like the oldest in a big way. Like yeah. most of this cast actually feels like real teenagers. Yeah, uh, or close to, um, and their uh, interaction where Vince Vaughn finally like gets to them. And like gets them the to kitchen? pay attention, yeah, yeah, in the kitchen and everything is my absolute favorite mm-hmm. version of figuring that out that I've seen in movies or television or anything. Because like this, this trope happens all the time in TV. We didn't really talk about that, but this trope is rampant throughout television, where someone is in someone else's body or mm-hmm. looks like somebody else, and they have to explain, "Oh, it's me, it's me." Um, this is probably one of my favorite versions of that in anything I've seen, where they they're fighting and scared and she just breaks it up by doing the dance. And then they just start like naming things that they would know about them. And it's just like, yeah, we're just moving through it. And, and Vince Vaughn sells it. Vince yeah. Vaughn sells the character. Um, and that, and that really, really worked for me. That worked for me really, really well uh, because I believed that they believed and figured it out in the moment. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. No, um, one of the high point of this movie and the selling point in the movie, the reason why I was really looking forward to see this is Vince Vaughn playing a teenage girl and interacting 
with her friends as teenage girls. The whole time Vince Vaughn or Millie was in Vince Vaughn's body, I thought it was hilarious. I was, I really enjoyed, I, I really enjoyed it because you see Vince Vaughn as, as a killer and then begin the end. But like the whole time in the middle where he is Millie, I, it was like the scene between him and the mom in the while Vince Vaughn's in the dressing room at the store is really, like, it was like, oh, that's, oh, a, that's a really. That's a it, really sweet sequence. It's a really sweet sequence. And even when she's like, oh, God, I shouldn't have asked you out for coffee. She's like, well, I, I want to take you out for dinner, but uh, I'm married. Yeah. Like, oh, oh. It's like, it's just like up the awkward factor because it's very sweet about them connecting about uh, Millie's dad who passed away. And then it's like, uh, sorry, I, I, yeah. Yeah, I like yeah, that it, moment in the bathroom. Yeah. What you brought up there, like, I was thinking about when I was excited to watch this movie. And honestly, I was more excited about watching this movie because of who directed it than it was about like who was in it. Yeah. Cause I haven't and seen it. So I, this is the only, this is the movie I know the director from. Right. You, you heathen. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. But I was thinking about what you were saying, like you, what you were drawn to was seeing Vince Vaughn. And I realized that like, Vin, I love Vince Vaughn in this movie. I think he's great. I think this movie works regardless of Vince Vaughn being the person playing the role or not. I mean, like, yes, you could get somebody who played it worse and that, that would take away from it. But I do think it's just a good film and it's really nice that Vince Vaughn is the person playing it, but yeah. I'm glad that it's not, it's not, carrying itself on Vince Vaughn being in it. It's a good script. It's like a decent script. Yeah. 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 Um, well, Vince Vaughn has the, Vince Vaughn has the physicality to pull off the body swap uh, really well. And other actors do. And you could have gotten like a, like a Ryan Reynolds or a, yeah. Or Will Smith even could pull it off. But like, I think, sure. I think Vince Vaughn is all, is just, it's one of those actors that can pull off this thing. And so him being there does help make that, make this good I movie work really well. I agree with you. Two of the things about it is that Vince Vaughn is not who would have popped in my mind if you described the synopsis of this movie to me. It's yeah. not the actor I would have thought of for this. And uh, like he wouldn't have been top of my brain. Mm -hmm. So I thought it was a good choice because of that. And my other point that I was just trying to make with it is that I don't feel like the script is, is built to serve the fact that it is Vince Vaughn playing it. Sure. Yeah, they didn't write it for You him. know, like it's not written to to make it funny that this is Vince Vaughn playing it. It's mm -hmm. just written to be good as it is. And then Vince Vaughn elevates the material. Yeah. Uh, and I appreciate that because usually when you have a smaller budget horror movie that gets a name actor like Vince Vaughn is uh, to come in and do it, you will get a script that tends to like alter itself to play up the fact that we have Vince Vaughn in this. Yeah. Um, I'm thinking of like uh, Tusk uh, with Johnny Depp when Johnny Depp shows up in Tusk. Uh, the script really like just hams up and change practically changes the tone of the film it turns into a to, weird detective to movie. play with the fact that they have johnny depp in the movie he shows up in two other of his kevin smith movies too yeah how strange um their daughters I, the best friends aren't they yeah that's yeah. exactly why yes um we talked about it briefly but the scene between uh vince vaughn and and the boyfriend in the car yeah so, so good so sweet and yeah. just like, i was man like, just, Antio works. Yeah, kiss that dude. Hell yeah. I, I watching that sequence, I was like, I don't know if this is gonna work. By the end of the sequence, I was like, I'm really glad this worked. Yeah. Uh it's just, it's just like it's like a nice little just like, yo, man, it's 2020. Just like this guy likes this girl no matter what she looks like. And I'm like, yeah. that's, that's sweet. And then I get some makeout action. I'm like, oh no, if it's the can't, it's a little weird. Um <laughs> while I while I think uh the 
kind of character of the killer is not well defined throughout the film, whether it's Vince Vaughn or Catherine Newton playing it, though certainly Catherine Newton, I think, gets more material to play with. Mm-hmm. Um, her main character is and does feel defined and consistent between their two performances. Yes. Uh, and I think that's a credit to both of them that like, I, I can see where Catherine Newton is playing the timid girl before and the kind of changed girl after, mm-hmm. and it still feels like the same person. And Vince Vaughn does a good job covering the arc in between. Yeah. Um, I, I'm pretty sold on Vince Vaughn. I, I'll admit I was nervous in the first scene when he wakes up in the, in the, place with the the guy drugs oh yeah i was like that that scene in particular for no particular reason i can put my finger on felt very reminiscent of when rob schneider first does it when he first like it felt very like oh we're going we're going weird we're going on a weird route uh this might not this might not play but when vince vaughn is going through the town and bumps into the lady and just starts screaming Cause she's screaming yeah. <laughs> and then takes off running in his weird way. Uh, I thought that worked really well. I also thought that they did a really good job of uh, constantly using the humor of him being so tall and her not being aware of how to move in his body oh, yeah. because he's yeah. so tall and, and constantly hitting things. Yeah. yeah. I, I like in the, in the bathroom. I was, I found it really funny when he's just like, it's like a floppy anteater. Oh yeah. And it's just like, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. but I'll, I mean, going on Sparks' point, where um, where like Millie and Vince Vaughn's body is like, I can't believe I'm so tall. This is weird. But also when um, they find out that the the killer is also really strong. Like you see the bully who does like the the barking, and then they're in the bathroom, and he comes out. He's like, "Oh, I'm sorry, sir," and he just like picks him up. He's like, "God, I'm so strong," and it yeah. essentially just scares the kid so much that he pees his pants. It's like, oh wow, I could. I could do stuff now. This is cool. Like see, and even in the car, when Millie mentions about it, it's good to be. Can strong. you move your, can you move your seat up? <laughs> can you move can your you seat move up, up a more? Just a bit more. Stacy, a bit more. <laughs> hey man, he's like six, five. I get it. It's, it's still. Yeah. Yeah. I like, the, I like, I like that stuff too. I forgot what I was going to say. I have a thing. Did I write it down? Uh, I didn't. I yeah, like this- how all the, and for some reason it was like very, I don't know what the word is. I don't enjoy seeing people die, but the ones who deserve it, like that one, uh, that jock, uh, when like when all four, when when Millie, when Killer Millie, Booker, and the three other jocks are at the mini golf course, essentially playing hooky, and mm-hmm. that one touches uh, Millie's butt, and then she like she says those words, and it's like oh oh she wants me, and it's like you're gonna die, man. Gonna uh, your it. your touch makes this pussy drier than sandpaper. That, that's <laughs> and like, the guy. And the guy hears that and he goes, oh, she wants it. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and I'm like, bro. And, and that, that that's was sick. That, that was a great line. Yeah. And I, I'll be honest with you. I was bummed that his, his response to it was she wants it. I'm like, no man, she just roasted your life. Like, <laughs> like You have to go home and think some things over. you. Your whole life just changed perspective a little bit. You got to at least with that for a day. That is the moment where it cuts, where it's like, where it freeze frames goes, hello, darkness, my old friend. Now, see, because that's the thing is if he'd heard it, gone home for the day, and then he shows up at the party later, he's like, I thought about what you said. Then I'd be like, no, I get it. Like, that's that makes sense. But him just like hearing it in the moment and going, 
Yeah, she wants it. I'm like, no guy, no guy would hear that sentence and it's feel typical, that way. Just a denial. It's the typical macho high school a hole who thinks he's hot shit when in the I don't, I don't get. I agree with. It I is agree the typical Sparks. movie version of it, but it is not the typical truth version of it. Right, right. See, here's the thing. I agree with Sparks. If anybody heard that, I don't care how macho you think you are. If anybody heard that, uh, you you need to go home. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, you need to excuse yourself. you got to put some ointment on that bird. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> like You can't just roll that one off. It doesn't work that way. Um, especially not if you are in the context of like being this jock character and yes, the girl looks more attractive now she's hot. And so she stands out to you more, but up to this point, you've thought she's a nothing. So her being able to just trash you, you would not have your guard up or anything. Like you're done. You yeah. go home. You're done I, for the day. It kind of like goes back to what, what, what we brought up a little bit earlier. I kind of wish that she had more fun as the killer um like like i kind of wish she played off the flirtatious thing like especially when especially when the the popular girl like kind of kind of like oh is she is she a lesbian uh i kind of wish that 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 millie would killer millie would like play off that idea and like you know use the, the use the seductive ways in, in some ways like i yeah. I, kinda, I just wanted her to feel like she's having a bit more fun in this new body like she was re-energized to be a killer or something you know mm-hmm. yeah i yeah i agree with you yeah there's also like it's not that i want like this movie to do a critical breakdown of this but there is like a sense of real comfortability that the killer has with gender fluidity yeah. uh being being very comfortable changing into the teenage girl's skin being very comfortable putting themselves in p- positions to flirt with young men uh that's just that's an interesting concept that certainly could have been played with a little bit more. Yeah. Um, not necessarily like broken down and analyzed in the film, but like like a little present, like I I I would say like like a flashback or something, just like something to give you more insight into who the killer is. But I don't I I, I don't, don't even think that I, I don't think, think I, you need it. I think it's what it's a lot of what Brandon's saying. Like like that when when the when the killer gets to the school. It doesn't need to go right to the kill. There can be a lot of weird flirtation. There yeah. could also have been weird flirtation with uh, with girls too, like the girl who thinks that she's coming on to her yeah. before she gets put into the ice box that no public high school would ever have. Are you kidding me? Uh, <laughs> that be a rich ass high school, right? Uh, Again, I think it's not it's not like a super problem, but yeah, I, when we focus on it so much, like. The, the people that are murdered are all people who directly talk to Millie. Is this a little too, like you said, a little too uh, coincidental? Until the, until the end with the jocks, yes. which are like people who talk to the killer version of Millie. Yes. Um, but like all the stuff at school, like uh, it should have been more random people, I think, instead of like, like again, like, wow, these are all the people that Millie had a problem with. What a, what, what, how fortunate. Um, Let's see, I get the, I get the popular girl because the popular girl goes directly to her and like tell me everything because you're gonna yeah. you're gonna be hit now i'm gonna be huge right. i know you i get yeah. that but after yeah. that i kind of feel like it should have been more random the teacher the teacher really is the straw the straw too far yeah i don't mind like the jock people later uh mostly because subtextually they are saying something about like really gross toxic masculinity and how it is and that's really nice, and I'm glad that's there. I wish they had something more to say about it than just like this exists. 
but they picked the wrong bitch. Uh, like, <laughs> I wish I wish that there was something more to say than that. Yeah. Um, but there there isn't in this film. Um, and I feel like there would have been room for that as well. Uh, that's a, it. Sound it's a perfectly entertaining film. I think it's just like uh, you you know that there's these things that could have been explored more. But I also appreciate that they explore other things like like everything with Vince Vaughn being the character of her going through what she's going through, talking to her mom at the, at the store, uh, talking with her friends, getting close to Booker. All of that is done so well. All those other things are kind of ancillary. And that's, that's kind of the weird thing is like, this movie's really not about the killer. Yeah. Uh, and you're watching the killer a lot because there it's a body switch movie. So you have to watch the other body too, yeah. or it's not entertaining enough. Yeah. Um, but it's not about that character. And like the character isn't given much more than like, mm, not Freddie, but barely more than Michael, like Michael Myers, honestly, mm -hmm. yeah. there's not a ton to flesh out in there. Um, uh, yeah, for, for being a, like, like a notorious serial killer, like he just wears like a gray sweatshirt. Yeah. Like it's, it's, it, there's no, like, like there isn't like a, like a distinct personality for the killer, which like, and he, and he didn't yeah. even have the mask. He took the mask when he got to that house. Also the dagger. Right. But so I like, mean, like, like, it's not even like that was a part of his yeah. whole gimmick before he was just a dude in black sweats. And it's not like you need to make like another, like, I know happy that they created like the baby killer or whatever. I, I, I don't think they want to try to create a new serial killer for every movie to make him like yeah. oh, big and boast and like grand, but uh, a little something would have been nice, I guess. Yeah. Well, as I, I mean, I Sorry, I, I was just gonna. I was just gonna say. I mean, like you think of like Hellfest. Yeah, that dude has a really simple plain mask, and he's just wearing like seriously like black pants and a black hoodie. Mm -hmm. uh, but that becomes very effective. It's as also well. relevant. It to just, the story. Yeah, and it just feels it feels distinct because of the way that they handle it, the way they frame it, the shots that they choose. Um, Vince Vaughn wearing the mask uh, in the beginning and his clothes just feel like they feel like cavalier choices rather than you know. I've thought about my actions as a killer and this is how I want to look choices. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Uh, Cause as, as I was watching this movie now with every, you don't, I don't need a reason why the killer does things, although it is nice to have it. And as I was watching this, I was like, why does the killer only kill teenagers who are, who are doing debauchery, who are doing things they're not supposed to do. It's like, it's like, I want, I want to know more about the killer. I, the movie I went don't on, think so the, I don't care anymore. I don't think the debauchery. Is, I think the the thing in the beginning is just more of a nod to the slasher genre. I don't think he goes out. He has gone out of his way to kill, who kill teenagers who drink and have sex and do drugs. Before, I think he just kills teenagers. I think that's just his modus operandi. Huh. And one woodshop teacher. And, and one woodshop teacher because he could. Yeah. Yeah, because I was because when um the, like when the kid first wakes up in Millie's body and it's and. And Millie in or Killer Millie is having is like oh Killy? I haven't spoken I okay Killy and as Killy's like hey I haven't spoken because it's obvious like this person hasn't spoken to anyone like really spoken to some to someone in God knows how long and even when they first eat the pancakes they're all like going rah, 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 rah. it's like hmm. yeah there's no there's no um going back to Sparks' point about the the him being pretty comfortable with gender fluidity uh, there's no like exploration of the body scene yeah. that you often get with uh body swap films especially gender swap yeah. films it's just, a, there's, it's a, just a, there's a bit there's it. a bit but there's not but he she does more in his body than he does in hers mm -hmm. and and i'll 
defend that to say that I think that the gender fluidity problem would be even more problematic if there had been that. It's the fact that there isn't that makes me think, you know what? It's entirely irrelevant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, the killer, which kind of justifies why it's not explored more in the rest of the film. If they had made a bigger thing out of the like my body kind of thing, um, then I would question more the lack of exploration with the material later. Uh, but they give the impression that the killer's just kind of like dope. Uh, <laughs> and that's it. And that's all, all he processes about. It. And he's like, great. I'm young again. I, I can I can get away with shit even more easily than I could yeah. before. Perfect. Like, gonna do it. It's like, oh wait, I'm going to school. I could do this. It's like, oh, it's like that's a, that's a that's a yeah. We, Wolf sheep's closing. That's the fox in the hen house. We didn't talk about the family. Well, we kind of talked about the mom uh, with yeah. the story scene, but you're yeah. right. I wanted to get to the sister because um, the sister is oh the cop un underserved, and I almost start to question her relevance in the film sure it gets close um like it almost feels like she just is there as a person to save her i kind of forgot the cop sister was a character until just now so i think that tells you everything <laughs> I think that's you a, need to I think know that's the problem is because <laughs> she's not really a character as much as she is it's like a foil in a way yeah yeah like she's not an antagonist but like she's like She's like the like the like the cop conservative sister, and like mm-hmm. she shows up. Yeah, she shows up and kind of saves the day. Uh, she shows up and the- saves the day twice, and that's really all she's there for. Uh, it, because at the end, she's the one who kind of like who 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 turns the tide on the killer uh, yeah. when he's in the house. Yeah. I mean, I guess she's re- she's necessary for the story, but they probably could have weaved her in a little better than just she shows up after work. She shows up and and yells at the mom. Mm-hmm. And then does something great, useful every hour. Well, I mean, yeah. like if you extend the context out to include uh, her when she's Vince Vaughn talking to her mom, mm-hmm. then she has interactions with her mom, and there's very little material of her interacting with her sister. Yeah, sure. Uh, that that relationship is not explored. It's not clear. Uh, and and it, I wish it was because it's it's like they didn't even really think about what that relationship was enough to consider why Millie wouldn't even have a discussion about not going to her sister once they knew the knife was there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And trying to, doing to that scheme. Yeah. and then just trying to get her to recognize the same way they've gotten Booker and the other two to know that it's her, uh, you know, that to at least have her listen through it. Um, I wonder if which there would have been solutions for and ways to do. Yeah, I wonder if that's a case of ha- doing that that shtick too many times though, because like you had that great scene in the kitchen where like you have to discover, oh, I'm Millie, blah blah blah. Then you'd have to do it again for another set of characters. I get what you're saying, but like in each context, you kind of have to do it differently because yeah. for one, it was uh, the the dance to get their attention and then naming a bunch of favorite things. For the other, it had to be the poem that she wrote, which was very heartfelt and everything. Mm-hmm. For this one, they'd have to be more creative with it, like hiding Vince Vaughn's. Vince Vaughn behind something at first so he's saying things that could only come from her yeah. and then steps out so that she gets it uh, mm-hmm. and it can be something where they and, and like that could have been something where you're building on that family dynamic but that would require you to define their relationship prior to that moment in the movie uh, which is part of the part of my point is that there's a blind spot of not really acknowledging what their relationship is we have no idea how close they are clearly it can't be that close because she didn't feel confident enough to 
try and get her sister to be aware of it, which I would if I was on a time limit. Yeah. Um, to get that knife because that's the safer way of doing it. Yeah. Instead of sneaking into a police station or whatever. Yeah. Um, I think I'm good. How are we feeling? I'm good. Feeling good. Feeling freaky. Honestly, like even one other thing that I would have liked is if they'd found a way to like, she knew her sister was, had like a weak ankle or some shit like that. Just so we know that there's some kind of like advantageous connection work there. But it's like, it's like that could have been any cop in that scene, you know, when they get to the prison, it doesn't feel like it needed to be her sister. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's that that scene in particular stands out to me because I think that's the scene the sister has the most play with interacting with the main cast, where right. I'm like, it doesn't even really matter that you're the sister. Um, and it should. It feels like it should. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I really wonder how they like got her to recognize why these teenagers were running around with Vince Vaughn later. <laughs> <laughs> what they were doing without justifying that in the moment because once it's over like how do you prove that shit um okay should we should we rate it yeah rate them and weep uh i would give it i'm gonna go first this time give it a look i'm teetering between a 7.5 and an 8 that's exactly where i'm at brandon yeah (laughs) feels too low but eight feels like uh i don't know yeah i'm right i'm with you I think I'll still give it a 7.5. It's still a fun movie. I'll probably watch it again maybe next Halloween, but it's, yeah. I'm, I mean, it, it's it's good. It's not like, oh my God, this movie. It's it, To me, this one isn't 2018. I mean, it's obviously not 2018 Halloween, but 2018 Halloween, I walked out of there thinking, man, that was a great movie. Whereas this one's like, yeah, it's fun. It's, it's a good time. Uh, so Ryan, 7.5 and an 8, like me? Well, I will... I'm just gonna give it the eight because I wanted to be I want to be more positive than negative, so I'm gonna give it an eight. Uh Sparks? Uh eight point five. Um oh. it's well, you know, like it, I know I've said a lot of things to like criticize it and all, but um first off, I don't think the movie ever misleads me to make me think it's trying to go for those kind of things and like is missing the point. Mm-hmm. Uh it's mostly there just to be entertaining and fun. And I think it completely succeeds at that. I just feel like there was opportunity to explore a lot of those other things we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Um and so it has a few shortcomings, but like I said, I also think it's probably the best of its genre type that I've seen. Yeah. Uh and that puts it pretty high on the heap for me. I I don't I, I will have a good time watching it again. I had a good time watching it when I did. I have very little to complain about realistically. Okay. Um, so that'll do it for this review special of Freaky. Stay tuned for what is probably up at the same time our Crudes and New Age review special. Am I correct in assuming that sparks? Yeah, I, you know, it's finals week. I don't even know. I've been yeah. up for 25 hours. Hell yeah. Um, if... If this comes up, do you think this will be out this by the end of the week? Whenever you want it up, baby. Okay. Well, but if it's up by the end of the week, we got one more episode of our main podcast, the Fake Nerd Podcast, uh, for the year, not forever, for the year, um, where we are going to be talking about another movie. We're going to be talking about Tenet. Uh, and of course, stay tuned for our uh, holiday annual that will be dropping on Christmas Day. Um, where we are going to be talking about other movies. We got a lot of movies to talk about in the next couple of weeks. Um, well, we took the summer off for movies, so it's about time we talk about some. That is true. 
Um, and that's pretty much it. Last week we did uh, most of the Disney and video game news uh, that happened that that last week. So check that out if you want. That's up now. Uh, we got other shows on this channel. We got Fake Nerds Watch, which is our main series. Where we're doing The Mandalorian. We're one more episode of Mandalorian. That's exciting. I'm excited for us and for the show. Interestingly, yeah. Um, <laughs> and then we have our other show, Basement Arcade, which is probably off for the rest of the year. Um, yep. And Victor Book Club, which is probably also off for the rest of the year. Um, the year's over, baby. The year's over. It's got two more weeks, guys. Three more weeks. Two more weeks. Who cares? Yeah, whatever. Um, yeah. So stay tuned for more stuff coming to us from the near future. Uh, for the for the end of the year. For next year. Uh, you can't stop this train, guys. Uh, I'm BT McClure on Instagram and Twitter. Ben. Um, ben Magnet. Uh, ben Magnet twenty seven on Instagram and Twitter. You say it every week. You got to know it by now. Yeah, I do say it every week. You think I, uh, I, I wait? I did it wrong. You're just supposed to be Ryan. No, whatever. Uh, Ryan, uh, you can find me at DJ Tony Snark everywhere. Sparks, you can find me crying in front of my computer at Sparks Witty on Instagram and Twitter. S P A R K Z Witty. Uh, all right, subscribe to us uh, everywhere. Make sure to like this video. Subscribe to this channel. Um, can find us on Fake Nerd Podcast on all over the socials, fakenerdpodcast.com. It's the ticker below. I'm sure it's in the description below. Uh, until next time you see us and next week and next year, stay fake nerds. about 28 days later the other day because Zara hasn't seen it. I'm wondering if they're ever going to make 28 years later. Wouldn't it be months? It would be months. Yeah. No, it's 28 weeks later. You're right. It would be 28 months later. Yeah, because yeah. they did 28. The, the sequel to 28 days was 28 weeks. Or they could wait 28 years and then make the movie 28 years later. Yeah, but it would they feel would just, weird if they you just went, reboot it. It would feel point. weird if you went 28 days, 28 weeks, 28 years. And everybody be like, where's 28 months? If there's the missing sequel. Oh, we got and then they have to make like a Rise of the Lichens to go in there. Get Michael Sheen. Two Kitty Cats. Oh, oh man. Rise of the Lichens. That's that's oh. where I dropped off with the Underworld franchise. I never saw Rise of the Lichens. Uh it's good. That one's that one's better than two. Uh no, it's not. Eh. I remember it's liking two. Three. No, isn't three Rise of the Lichens? No, I mean like like the, the standard three. So four, whatever. I don't even know. I didn't see the newest one. I know that. that I didn't fun. see that either. Mm. Oh. oh, I got two cats on my lap. That must be the best. I was I, I remember wanting to see Rise of the Lichens because I was impressed that Michael Sheen is in it. No, that they got um Bill Nye to come back. Oh yeah. Hey man. Because I didn't think they could. Everybody loves money. Everybody but I also cool. am like, I struggle to understand how that movie could be more complex than the flashbacks we got in Underworld. It's not. It's just it's, it's like getting Bardock the werewolf movie. It's it's, it's um, it's like when you see uh, X two and you see Wolverine's origin. You're like, wow, that's pretty sick. And then you actually see it. It's not as sick. It's like that. It's like they just they flesh out those flashback scenes. Yeah. And it's a good movie. But they but, also don't they also like find a weird way to like incorporate a girl who looks just like Celine. Yes. But yes. Isn't Celine? Yes. It's literally like. <laughs> It's like a, it's like a Noxa Nimon or whatever. Yeah. Oh, no.
Underworld. Freaky. I, you know what? I might. I, I think I want going to do an Underworld marathon one of these days. One day I would like to go back because I remember that second movie being young enough where I'm like vampire werewolf, and then there's a big dragon, like vampire man. Sick. I remember being a, a young lad and freaking out at the concept of a werewolf vampire hybrid. Yeah, yeah. Only specific bloodlines that I'm like, he's like the Super Saiyan of the Scott Speedman. Yeah, there's a lot oh. of fucking like you could make a lot of Saiyan analogy for the first couple Underworld films, and then you lose it. But prior to that point, vampire. Not fucking around. Like Rise of the Lycans is 100 just a werewolf vampire Bardock. 100. He even gets like. Someone gets sacrificed at the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As the Saiyans rising up against their Frieza vampire ruler. Nine will have none of it. They need the full moon for transformations. It's all there. Oh, bitch. Freaky. Okay. I just watched a YouTube video uh, with Joe Manganiello. Did you know that dude's D&D group includes Vince Vaughn and uh, um, the big show from the WWE and like a like two time black belt like world champion, uh, and like he just brings people in for his big D and D groups like these two things, and I'm like, wow, this is like a lot of fun. And I just see Vince Vaughn there like rolling dice, and I'm like, yeah, you married. I've seen, guy. I've seen his setup because he showed it on Colbert. Yeah, uh, and it's rad. And I always yeah. love the Colbert interview because he calls out Vin Diesel, uh-huh. uh, and he's just like, he's like Vin Diesel. Do you play with Vin Diesel? Yeah, yeah, I heard Vin Diesel plays. <laughs> Not, not in the groups I play. I don't know anybody who's played with him though. Yeah. And then he's like, "Oh, hey man, he he." Vin Vin Diesel gets all the video game roles and all the all the nerdy stuff. He gets his own D and D movie. Made. I think there's two important like distinctions to that one. I don't think he plays. I think he played. Yeah, sure. and then and just likes fantasy shit, right? And then and then the other part of it is that Vin Diesel is totally the kind of fucking guy who would be like, "I'm not gonna be part of that party." <laughs> kind of fucking like uh, I'm the not leader. enough family over there. Those monthly crew of uh of players and go, yeah, I don't want to be a part of that group. So is Vin is Vin Diesel the evil D and D group that would be the fast five, the fast six evil? They're the co- no, he's they're the not, Cobra Kai. He's not evil. He's just introverted. Yeah. Uh oh. Uh um. Uh, the Game of Thrones creators, one of them was there, and then he was yeah. texting the other creator. And um, Joe Manganiello was like, You know, hey man, we don't like phones, you know, we like to keep them all. And I was like, Oh, I'm sorry, I'm talking to my work wife, and he really wants to come. And uh, <laughs> I thought that was really funny. So then he, he allowed him to come on. Then two Game of Thrones dudes were Dungeons and Dragons. That's fun. Maybe they could learn how to end a story. Anyway, sure. tell, tell <laughs> R.R. Martin first. <laughs> no, I just, all right. no, I just. D- I just love how Joe Manchinello just like does not give a fuck about how much he loves D and D. He's a cool dude. No, it makes yeah. me so fucking happy because I remember this watching. I think the same, it was the same Colbert interview you watched, Brandon, where he was like, "Yeah, originally my wife wanted to turn the my Dungeons and Dragons." Uh, his wife, uh, his wife, Sophia Vergara. Yeah, so it's like, yeah, originally Sophia wanted to turn it into like a dance studio. I was like, Nah, babe, I need this for my D and D. And she's like, Okay, fine. Um. The last interview I saw, he was still rocking that mohawk from uh, from Justice League shoots. I'm like, he's in that movie. That's cool. That's kind of cool. He's cool. Let's just uh, let's just make a Joe Manganiello appreciation show. 